Hey, this is Chris. Hope you're doing well and welcome to Popcorn Finance, the show where we discuss finance and about the time it takes to make a bag of popcorn. And in the past, we've talked about the impact that certain things can have in our overall financial lives. You know, I've covered how low credit scores can impact a ridiculous number of things in your life. We had a whole series on healthcare with Chrissy Snodgrass and the impact of medical debt. And today we're going to discuss algorithms and the impact that they could have on your ability to rent your next apartment. And joining me in this conversation, I'm very excited to have on uh, Mr. Rob Dunwood. Uh, How's it going? It is so good to be here. Rob puts together two amazing podcasts, the SMR podcast and the Tech John. And that is where I heard you all discussing this story. And just to give people a little background on this, at least the article I found that followed along with what you guys were talking about, what's on uh, Wired. It was written by Kari Johnson. It's called Algorithms Allegedly Penalize Black Renters. The U.S. government is watching. And to give the quick summary on this, there's a company, it's called SafeRent. What they do is they pull a bunch of data. They pull uh, information from credit reports, uh, landlord and tenant records, address history, criminal records to create this score that they use uh, that's called the Safe Rent score. And there's this class action lawsuit that's being brought up against them. People who are found or people are, are claiming, we'll say because this is still in process, they're alleging that it disproportionately gives lower scores to black and Hispanic applicants. Just to kick things off, because this is not a tech show, so a lot of people may not understand just some of the terms I'm throwing out there. So I think the big one is algorithm. What is an algorithm? To make a long story short, an algorithm is essentially a set of instructions that a computer is going to run. So if you want an analogy, think of like a recipe. So your mom has got a recipe for cookies that she makes. So in that recipe, there's going to be all the ingredients that are required for the cookies, but there will also be the baking instructions, the things you need to do. You know, do you need to warm the butter? Do you need to melt the butter? You know, those type mm-hmm. of things, those instructions are all part of the algorithm of turning those raw ingredients in the case of a computer data into something useful on the other end. In this particular case, why there's a class action lawsuit is that it looks like it hasn't been settled yet, but it looks like the data that is being fed into these algorithms is got bias intent based off of where you live, who you are, what your name is. If you have a have had a record before, you might get penalized for having been charged for a crime, not actually convicted of one. Mm. There are algorithms that are they're widely inaccurate when it comes to facial recognition, but there are police departments all around the country to use facial recognition to identify suspects. We have heard story after story of people being misidentified. They're charged until they get in front of a judge. The judge says, well, this isn't you. Case dismissed. But when you go to put your application in, it didn't ask, was your case dismissed? It asked, were you charged? Exactly. So the fact that you simply may have been charged for something that wasn't even you can lower your score. And that ultimately keeps you from getting an apartment. And it just so happens that things like that, facial recognition mismatches, happen way more with black and brown women and men than they do with white men and women. So there's just so many things that go into this to where, yes, the the algorithm itself isn't necessarily biased, but the way you interpret the data that the algorithm is fed can be. And that's what leads to problems. Look, there's no other way to say it. I hate tax season. I hate everything involved with doing my taxes, with gathering all the random forms. I hate figuring out if I'm going to owe or get a refund. I hate every aspect of this process. And this is why I get help. And if I had to guess, you're probably like me. So this tax season, don't sit around and struggle and get frustrated. Let H&R Block help you. 
Agent R. Block is not only bringing you today's bag of popcorn, but they are also bringing you the help you need this tax season with 15% off their DIY online tax filing products. So filing your taxes doesn't have to be the rage-inducing event that it has been for years. Their do-it-yourself platform is one of the most convenient ways to file online. You can just be sitting at home in your sweatpants getting your taxes done. You don't have to even think about it. DIY offers a surprise-free tax preparation experience that immediately starts with upfront and transparent pricing, which I always respect. I want to know exactly how much this is going to cost me before I get started with all of this. Throughout the process, there are expert on-demand H&R Block tax professionals that can help you whenever you need it. Not to mention, your maximum refund is guaranteed. So get started early and get your refund faster by clicking the link in the show notes or head to popcornfinance.com slash hrblock to receive 15% off DIY online tax filing products with H&R Block through April 18th. Again, that's popcornfinance.com slash hrblock for 15% off DIY online tax filing products with H&R Block. It was 2023. We're seeing technology continue to evolve as it always does. And there's also these tools, these algorithms, these services, these companies that pop up who are trying to, what to say, you know, utilize the data that's so easily available now on all, all these people to simplify or change these processes, right? But there's these underlying issues that can pop up, especially with something as important as finding a place to live. That's huge. So in your opinion, you know, seeing as you follow the tech industry so closely for years, is it OK for these tools to be used more and more often throughout our lives, even especially like in our, our financial lives? Because in that article you mentioned that the plaintiff, she ended up having to pay more for rent because she had to go somewhere else. Right. So the question is not so much. Is it OK? Because these things are going to be used. You know, that genie is not going back into that bottom. Mm. The question is, as these algorithms are being used, are they fair? Are they balanced? So in this particular case, Government is looking at this because they want to make sure that they're not violating the Housing Rights Act. What was interesting to me is this company is not saying that they aren't using data that is absolutely discriminated against black and brown people. They're saying we don't make the decisions. Therefore, the law doesn't apply to us because when you really think about it, they're saying, no, my my hands are clean. I didn't say that this person couldn't live in your apartment. We just made a recommendation based off of these metrics that this person shouldn't live there. The landlord actually made, they actually made the determination on whether or not this person could actually be rented to or not. I'm hoping that the courts are going to look at that and say, no, that doesn't fly, but you don't know yet. So you're absolutely right. This can determine whether you can live in a place or not. As the story goes, this woman had to pay an additional $200 per month and move to a less safe neighborhood you know, in order to find housing because of what we believe this algorithm is doing. It will be interesting to see how this case plays out and if they do put responsibility on the companies that generate these scores, right? Because here's the thing, you put out a tool, people are going to start relying on it. If if it makes things more convenient for them, they're going to be like, well, sure, this seems like a great way to go and make some decisions and not really caring to dig in to make sure that what this service is doing is fair and balanced. I'm not saying what the landlord did is right or wrong. The land, you know, in, in this particular case, I just go with the data that we have. The landlord, the score says I shouldn't rent to this person. Therefore, we're not going to. Yeah. So from their standpoint, well, no, I'm not being racist. The software told me I shouldn't rent to this person. I don't know why it said it. It's just what it said. So you're kind of in this cat and mouse. Well, well, who is to blame here? 
And at the end of the day, it'll probably be a combination of the two. If, if the court case goes like what many scholars are saying it's going to go to where, no, you're not going to be able to hide to say you didn't make the decision. <laughs> the fact that you <laughs> consulted the person who made the decision, you're still going to be found liable. That's what we think it's probably going to happen. We don't know until until this gets litigated out. But it, it goes back to your original premise when I said, well, that's the wrong question. You know, can these algorithms do this? Yes, we know that they can because they are. How are we going to move forward and actually use this technology to make things better for everyone without actually being biased? And that is a question that can only be answered when we figure out how are we going to do everything else in life without actually being biased? It, it mm-hmm. is, you know, it, it is one of the defining questions of this country that we've been trying to figure out for 450 years. Mm-hmm. So I don't have the answers as a tech person. The algorithm is absolutely not doing anything nefarious. It is the data that is being fed to the algorithm and how the data is being interpreted and how it is being used that is the problematic thing. I really appreciate you coming on and sharing some more details about this. If people want to connect more with you and, and kind of dive more into this tech space and hear, hear an amazing perspective and all the years of experience you have, where should they go? They should head over to The Tech John. That is The Tech J-A-W-N where it's myself and a couple of other hosts, Terrence Gaines, Stephanie Humphrey. We are all tech heads we've been doing this stuff since the 90s and we talk about tech from our perspective so one of the things we always say on the tech john is that technology hits communities of colors differently and you don't always see that talked about in mainstream media so what we do is we talk about the same tech that everybody else talks about but we talk about how it affects our community in particular. If all of you out there haven't found a tech podcast that you're listening to right now, stay up to date. I highly recommend the tech, John. Love listening to you all sit there together and, uh, and chat it up. And I appreciate the opportunity to have you on the show and, uh, and break this down for us. Oh, Chris, I appreciate so much you having me on, man. I appreciate it. Your boy, keep it popping like Mary Poppins.